Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information, head to calvarystgeorges.org. And if you would, uh, turn to the reading, the Philippians reading, the epistle reading, and it's on that, the very end of that second line. It's one of my favorite lines in all of Scripture. It reads this way. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. When I was in high school, I had a best friend, and this friend was kind of a shadow. Whenever I went to a party, Kyle was there. Whenever, I, whenever Kyle was at some event, Ben was there. And this, we were best friends like this for years. All our other friends knew that where one was, the other was close at hand. Never once did I question this friendship, or it was just so natural, so organic. It was just a great gift. Until my junior year of high school, I started to notice that Kyle didn't call me as much. And my mother was actually the first to point this out to me. She essentially said that. Why do you call him so much and he doesn't call you as much? At that point, I was in denial. Oh, he please playing football. He's busy with that, making up some sort of excuse. But in the days and weeks after my mother said that, it became clear. Their relationship was no longer the same. It was unequal. A mutual friend of ours, this is just about a month after my mother told me this, came to me one day and said, Ben, I have to tell you something. I was at this party last night, and my friend was asked, where's Ben? Because, of course, wherever he would be, there I was too. And my friend told a group of our mutual friends that Ben and I are not as close as Ben thinks we are. And so this mutual friend felt convicted, felt compelled to tell me this. And I acted cool in the moment. This is junior year of high school. You can't let things hit you in public. But I remember once the bell rang for that period, I skipped my next class and aimlessly walked through the halls of my high school because I was in utter despair. This was way before I ever dated anyone seriously, so this really was my first heartbreak. And maybe you have had similar things. I remember asking my parents after this happened, why didn't you warn me about this? This is the worst feeling in the world. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm assuming that many of you have had experiences like this, whether it's a friend or a spouse, a lover, whatever, a relationship that you just trusted in, and one day it was no more. One day you became worried about it. And what's worse than to be in a relationship and to worry about measuring up, to worry about being cool enough 
to be able to continue in it. St. Paul writes, I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. I think the thing about this text that soothes me, that warms me, that gives me so much comfort, it's that in this text it is made clear that our relationship with Christ is never something that we need to worry about. It's not something that we need to worry, am I being good enough and will Christ continue to be my friend? Will Christ be there on the last day after I've failed him for the umpteenth time when everyone else I know, if I were to fail them like I've failed Christ, they probably would have said goodbye long before. Now, many of you have experienced being through a divorce or a betrayal or just maybe even not even as dramatic, a friendship that you valued intensely that just kind of got away from you. I know for many of you single people, when your best friends get married, for a lot of us, there's this worry that the relationship will never be the same that they'll come up with all kinds of excuses about needing to be with their kids when you're not really so sure (laughs) that's actually the case. In our baptismal services, we say this profound line. So next time we have one here, look for this line. It's said to the person who's baptized, you are baptized with the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. There's a promise there. You are sealed in baptism with the Holy Spirit and marked as Christ's own forever. Our relationship with Christ, our friendship with Christ, is not contingent in the way it is with our friends with the way it oftentimes is with our significant others. There is no betrayal to be worried about. This is the one secure thing. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now maybe you're like me and I've told you about the time when I felt like I was a victim. But who knows, maybe it was a result of feeling betrayed that at times I've gone into other relationships and I've been the victimizer. I've been the one who, when the going got tough, I pulled back. Maybe you're like me and you told someone that you love them and that you were going to marry them And you didn't. And maybe that in and of itself is not a sin. I'm not saying that. But the very thing that I complained about with feeling betrayed, in that moment I felt like I was the betrayer. 
Our Lord Jesus Christ says this to both victims and victimizers. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you're here today and you've experienced all kinds of betrayal. And you're afraid to ever really put that much stock in a friendship because you just don't want to feel that way ever again. I know a lot of people like this. The very thing that they want most in the world to just fully trust another, that thing they cannot do because they felt betrayed, because they're so scared of being let down. Our Lord Jesus Christ gives you and me the baptized, a promise. He will never betray us. He will never leave us. And he gives that promise even to victimizers, even to those of us who've let other people down, that despite everything, he is moving towards us. There's that great song, O love that will not let me go. Despite everything, despite the fact that what I've done behind closed doors to God, if I would have done that to you, you would have dropped me a long time ago. Our Lord Jesus Christ will not let us go. He will bring to completion the work that he has started in you and in me. If we take a close look at the New Testament, we see the disciples of Jesus, the ones who are the closest ones to him, seem to at times have no, they don't show any improvement. Nevertheless, Jesus is constantly moving towards them. Not only moving towards them, he goes the ultimate length, dying for them on the cross. That is the promise to suffering sinners like you and me, that Christ is our friend, that he is moving towards us, and that there's nothing that we can do to get in the way of that. And as we rest in that secure promise, that secure friendship, that might just be the thing that frees us to risk once again, to actually invest in those friendships, in those relationships that we're so scared to lean our whole weight into. Christ's friendship with us is secure. The ultimate relationship is promised. Friends, you and I can lean our whole weight into that. And because this friendship is promised and secure and never going anywhere, 
That is why we come to church every week. That is why we hear the word proclaimed, and that is why we eat the bread and drink the wine. Because this love is what births love in us. And it births the love in us not just for God, but for our neighbor. And frees us up to take risks of love. Risks of relationship to those around us. Fellow sufferers, fellow people who've felt betrayed in our world. And this love has the power to heal broken hearts. Whether broken hearts from friendships or relationships. This is, in a word, the good news of the gospel. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, produced and recorded at the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of the parish, you can make an online donation at calvarystgeorges.org slash giving. Thank you.